0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Insurance for Dummies podcast, episode two. Tonight, I will be discussing common uh, insurance myths and misconceptions. But uh, just before we get to that, I want to mention that uh, I have set up an email address and it is insurance for the number four dummies at gmail.com. Again, insurance for so the number four dummies at gmail.com. So, any feedback, suggestions, or questions you have or things you might want to have discussed on the podcast, uh, please send your emails there and then I will do my best to address them either myself or by bringing on some guests who will uh, be happy to answer those questions for you. I also want to uh, state that this podcast deals primarily with Ontario Canada insurance, so any of these coverages and uh, details I'm discussing relate specifically to insurance in Ontario. If you're listening for um, other countries, um, you know, some of the things I might discuss could be relevant to you, but uh, you should always consult your broker, insurance agent, or insurance company um, just to confirm what your policy does or does not cover. So with that, we will start uh, tonight's podcast and, um, The first myth or misconception I want to mention is that you can save money by putting the vehicle in someone else's name. Now this is simply not the case. You cannot save money by putting the vehicle in someone else's name. The way it works is an insurance policy is taken out on the name or in the name of the person who owns the vehicle. So whoever's name is on the ownership for the vehicle. That's the name that goes on the insurance policy. And if you're signing an insurance application, the person signing must be the person whose uh, name is on the ownership for the vehicle. You can register it in essentially anyone else, anyone's name, but what you're actually getting rated on is the vehicle itself and the drivers on the policy. So, for example, I can register a vehicle in my wife's name but if I have tickets or accidents, that's where the, the price of the insurance is going to be uh, derived from. So I'll be charged or my premiums will be higher because I have tickets and accidents. And uh, regardless of whose name is on the uh, policy, that, that doesn't have any impact on the price. It just means they have a financial interest in the vehicle that's being insured. There is also a question on the application for auto insurance, which questions and ask is the registered owner the actual owner of the vehicle so this means that the insurance company essentially wants to know if the person whose name is on the ownership is the one who's actually going to be quote unquote owning or driving operating the vehicle so again if this were the case in my example My wife would technically answer no to that question because even though she is the registered owner, she's not really the actual owner. I would be the actual owner because I'm driving the vehicle on a primary uh, basis. And insurance companies have caught on to this uh, or, you know, the reason they've done this is because people were trying to... um, you know falsely register vehicles or falsely set up policies under other people's names to save money and the insurance companies have caught on to this and uh, you're not able to do this any longer uh... the second myth i want to mention is um, that people believe that they can claim their personal property uh... so damage to their personal property in the case of an accident under their auto policy uh... except for one case this is not true um your personal property is covered under your home insurance um, or tenant's insurance or condo insurance so any property type coverage would cover your property um, if it's involved in a vehicle or it's being kept in a vehicle and it's damaged due to a car accident um, This is one reason why it's very important to have condo or tenant's insurance um, if you don't own your own home and I hope to discuss tenants and condo insurance and the importance of it in a later podcast, so stay tuned for that. There is, however, one coverage uh, called direct compensation property damage, or for short DCPD, and that comes into play in the case of not-at-fault accidents. So if you're in a not-at-fault accident and you have uh, your personal property in the vehicle and it's damaged in an accident, you would have coverage in that one case. Uh, DCPD is another topic I hope to discuss in a later podcast um, regarding uh, auto insurance coverages, so I will definitely be touching base with that, so again, stay tuned. The next myth or misconception is that you won't be able to get any insurance if you have multiple tickets or multiple accidents or major tickets such as driving without insurance or driving under the influence, um, any alcohol-related offenses, that kind of thing. And again, this is not true. Uh, There are um, companies, insurance companies, that are willing to take on drivers who have more serious tickets or multiple tickets or multiple accidents. I work for a company that does specialize in this type of insurance, and um, there are definitely companies that are willing to be to offer this type of insurance. Uh, of course, they do have uh, still do have guidelines that they do follow, so you could be considered uh, to a point where you do not qualify even for these so-called high risk or um, alternative markets uh, in order to obtain insurance. In these cases, you can still obtain insurance through the Facility Association, which is a government-run program uh, to ensure that all drivers in Ontario uh, are able to obtain insurance in one form or another. Uh, Of course, the price uh, is a factor, and it can get quite expensive, but if you want to pay the premiums, you can definitely obtain insurance, and... uh, Again, I, want, I will be touching on the facility association in a podcast at a later date. The fourth myth or misconception I want to speak about and maybe the biggest myth or misconception uh, is demerit points uh, counting against your insurance. This is not true. Points or demerit points do not have any impact on your insurance rates. Insurance companies look specifically at the number of convictions and the type of conviction that you have gotten, and uh, they do charge you based on that. So, um, you you doesn't matter how many points you accumulate in terms of insurance, um, or in the case I hear this quite often that people say I have four tickets on my record but no points. Unfortunately, the fact that you have four tickets. Um, has a bigger impact and has affects the ability to get insurance with certain companies, but the points uh, themselves, or not the fact that you don't have any points, does not make a difference. This is more of a ministry uh, topic or issue. Uh, point having too many demerit points can lead to license uh, suspensions and things like that through the ministry, but the insurance company again is not concerned with this. This is why uh, you have to be careful if you go to court and fight a ticket that you do not accept any kind of conviction, um, even if they, you know, work out a deal and they say, I'll give you no no points, but you've got to plead guilty to, say, a lesser charge. Well, unfortunately, that will count against your record. The ticket must be completely withdrawn or dismissed, um, you know, completely gone. You cannot plead anything in order to have it count against your insurance. So I hope that clears up that myth because I hear that one quite often almost every day. Um, The next myth or misconception is that your color of your car will affect your insurance. This is maybe one of the longest standing myths that have been out in the industry. Um, Quite often I hear red cars and black cars can have or be more expensive to insure than maybe a white car or silver car, etc. This again is not true at all. Um, The color of your car has zero impact on your insurance rates. The insurance companies look specifically at the uh, gear, make and model of a vehicle and uh, they determine the rating based on this. And so not your car color. Um, So I guess go ahead and buy whatever color car you so choose without worrying about your insurance. Um, the next thing is, another, or the next myth uh, that I wanted to talk about is that insur- uh, people believing that insurance companies can charge whatever it is they want to charge. And again, this is not true. Um, insurance companies are not allowed to charge whatever they want to charge. They must submit their uh, request to increase or even decrease premiums uh to the Financial Services Commission of Ontario, uh short form FISCO, and uh they submit an application or a request to either increase or decrease their rates and then it's up to FISCO to decide whether they want to approve uh the rate increase or decrease. Um, so again it's not an arbitrary uh choice by the insurance company. They do have to get approval and you might assume that FISCO will always approve a rate increase And again, uh, this is not true. There have been times when an insurance company has been declined for a rate increase. Uh, The next one I want to speak about is um, that people believe that insurance policies um, or accidents that people have will follow a driver. So when you're obtaining auto insurance, you are insuring the vehicle. You're not insuring yourself as a driver. Of course, that factors into your premium, but the actual thing that is being insured is the vehicle. And so if you have an accident while you're driving someone else's vehicle, it'll count or follow uh, the person who owns the vehicle. Maybe an example can help. Um, if So if I'm driving, um, let's say, my boss's car, and I get into an accident and um, that accident will stay on his policy. It can affect his insurance, and it, or it will affect his insurance, and it will count as an at-fault accident uh, against his records and can impact his premiums. Of course, if I end up going to get my own insurance uh, and I disclose the accident uh, to my new insurance company, the accident can follow myself. I can you know disclose that I've had this accident and have it counted against my record an accident can't be counted against excuse me it can't be counted against two uh, different policies So an accident can only be rated on one policy but uh, this is definitely a reason to be careful who you are letting drive your vehicle Uh, I always say you lend your insurance or, or sorry you lend your vehicle you lend your insurance so you know, Be cautious out there. Don't let anyone drive your car. Make sure that uh, whoever is driving your car is a responsible person. Uh, the next uh, topic I want to speak about is insurance agents can get you the best deal. So there's a difference between three different type of uh, agent representatives I'll call them. There's direct writers, so these are um, insurance companies such as TD Insurance, uh, Bel Air Direct, um, State well State Farm's an insurance agent, so that's not a good example. Um, let's stick with Bel Air and uh, and maybe Desjardins Insurance. Now, a direct writer insures for themselves. They provide the insurance from their own company. They are their own actual insurance company. Um, they're similar to an insurance agent which only can insure or only works with one insurer so if you go to State Farm the agents that work for State Farm can only insure you with State Farm if you don't meet the qualifications for State Farm then there's no alternative option for you to be insured so they might tell you this is the best price um, but that's only through one company there are definitely other options the third type of representative is someone like myself who is a licensed broker and I work with about 10 or 15 different companies and I can then place a client with whichever company is offering not only the best price but the best coverage to suit a client's needs. So I do have a lot more flexibility and so you know insurance brokers generally are able to get you or at least shop the market for better rates. They're not always gonna get you the cheapest rates, but neither are insurance agents or direct writers. You really need to probably utilize all three in my best recommendation, but a broker does have specialized knowledge in a lot of cases because they are working with multiple companies. They're more familiar with the general marketplace, whereas an insurance agent most of the time is only familiar with the company that they work with. But again, I do, it never hurts to shop and uh, check around with all three options. Um, another myth is that uh, new cars will always cost more to insure than older cars. Uh, this is not necessarily true. Um, again, it goes back to different makes and models being more expensive than other makes and models. Uh, for example, I could go out and buy a 2012. Or 2013, let's say Chevrolet Impala, and um, I could also have, let's say, a 1999 Honda Civic. It is theoretically possible that the Honda Civic could be more expensive than a Chevrolet Impala, based on the rating that it's assigned to those two vehicles. It goes; it has to do more with The Again, the rating assigned to the specific vehicles, Um, I'm not sure I'm going to get too much in depth on the ratings tonight. It might be something if you're interested on, email me and uh, we can get into more detail about insurance vehicle ratings. But it's definitely not true that a newer vehicle will always cost more to insure. It also depends a lot of the times on a newer vehicle, you'll require full coverage, meaning you'll need liability, uh, collision, and comprehensive coverage uh, instead of an older car where you might just need liability coverage uh, specifically. Again, we will talk about auto insurance coverages and specific details about them in a later podcast. And the last uh, common myth and misconceptions, and let me say there are probably many more out there, but these are the ones I've identified are most common, and uh, if you think Of any others, please send me an email insurance4dummies at gmail.com and uh, we can always talk about them again on another podcast. So, the last one is the concept of no fault insurance. There is a prevailing thought out there that there is no fault insurance in Ontario, and there is, but the term is not the best one because someone has to be determined to be at fault in an accident. And no-fault insurance specifically means that you, each party in an accident, will go to their own insurance company to handle their claims. It used to be a time when, for example, uh, person A rear-ended me. I would have to contact person A's insurance company, explain what happened, fight with them over the cost to repair uh, my vehicle, you know, haggle with them, and... uh you know sort of pressure them and keep calling and and you might not get the best service because of course person A's company doesn't want to pay and uh they're trying to delay it and avoid paying as long as possible and this made it very difficult for people who were hit because they were waiting for long periods of time in order to get their vehicle uh insured or sorry get it in repaired so now this no fault insurance allows me so if again in the example I'm hit with person uh by person A I can contact my own insurance company and I can explain what happened and my company will uh, take care of handling the claim and getting my vehicle repaired as soon as possible. Person A will go to their own insurance company. And uh, because they're at fault, that gets covered under collision, and assuming they have collision coverage, they can get their car fixed, and I don't need to fight with that uh, person A's insurance company to get my vehicle fixed. It really clears up a lot of backlog and a lot of hassle, um, but like I said, in the end, someone has to be at fault. It doesn't mean that no one is going to be at fault because there's a no-fault insurance in place. So, hope that helps. Again, it can get a little tricky because the wording is not that great, but um, I don't like the term no-fault insurance, um, but that's what it is. So, uh, that's it for tonight. Uh hope you enjoyed this one, and uh, again, please feel free to email me. Um, this podcast is really going to work primarily or benefit primarily from your feedback and your um, suggestions. So I really encourage you, please, please ins- uh, send me an email insurance4dummies at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we'll continue on uh, with these podcasts. And I hope to uh, have our first guest on within the next, uh, you know, couple podcasts. And my plan is to broadcast one of these podcasts at least once a week, and if not twice. And uh, please note, I'm also on iTunes now, so you can search for me on the app store or under the podcast app. Just type in insurance for dummies and uh, it'll, po- it'll populate for you. And you can subscribe to the podcast uh, so that every new podcast will automatically appear in the app and uh, it'll be ready for you to listen right away. So I really encourage you to do that as well. So that's it for tonight. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.